The inner man that is in you, the inner person that is in you, because the real you is not what you see in your, in your mirror. The real you is what you don't see. It's a person there inside of you. That's the one that goes to heaven or goes to hell. That's the real you. The outside, you know, it will end someday. So, we have to change our mind. We have to renew our mind and start thinking not like uh, usually everybody thinks. This is heavy, man. You are, an, you are another race. You are not black, white, blue, or green, or yellow. You are another race because you were born again. And the Bible says, really, when it says born again, it says you are born from above. You see, all things are passed away. There is new things, everything is. Why? Because you're a new creation. You're a new race from, of God. How do you see yourself? You've got to see yourself different. You're a new creation. Why I say all this? Because I was inspired by this now. Because the devil wants to steal your, your harvest, that which belongs to you. The enemy wants to steal what God has for you. And in many cases, he is, you know, right on it. He does it because of the ignorance of the people of God. You see, I was telling these ladies that were here to say I'm healed. It's not that they are going to be healed. When we are sick or injured, there is a mentality, because it's a Bible thing, but a bad interpretation, that we ask and we say, God heal me. Or I'm going to be healed. But you're not going to be healed. You're already healed. Because the Bible says that Jesus Christ on the cross, he paid for your sins and your healing. So that means that you are healed Before the sickness came, you were healed. When the sickness came, you are already healed. It's not you trying to be healed. It's the devil trying to make you sick. You have to change your mind. Because that's a different way of fighting. You are not fighting to achieve something. You are fighting to keep something. Oh my God, if you can get that. Because it's not only the healing. Is the whole thing. Yeah. Why is the whole thing? Because Jesus Christ lives in you. He is God. So what? Your mind has to be constantly realized that if you have received Jesus Christ in your heart, God lives in you. Now, you can put him in a cage and let him out once in a while, or you may allow him to work through you. That's why Jesus says, if you believe in me, the works that I do, you will do also. But how can it be that? That's Jesus Christ. Of course, that's Jesus Christ. 
and he'll continue to do it, but now he's in you. That means that he'll do it through you. That means that you'll do it. Wow, give the Lord a hand and you get my, my drift. My God. They were, uh, they were fishing, Peter and all those guys. Jesus came, and they had been fishing the whole night. Have you read that? Fishing the whole night. And they had not received one fish. Ni un camarón. So, now come Jesus and said, throw your net. It's only normal and natural. They will think immediately. He's a great teacher of spiritual things. But the truth is that we've been fishing all our lives. And he's a carpenter. But then, after a while, Peter says, but on your word. And that was the key. He was going to throw the net on the word that says, do it. The word, you see? You see? The power of the word. Because you already know the whole rest of the story. They threw the, the net, and it was so many fish that it was breaking the net. Why? Because of the word. The word makes the blessings to come to you. Oh, my Lord. It's tremendous. Listen. Say something, man. Don't leave me alone here. Say, yeah, 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 yeah. Say something. Thank you very much. The, muchas gracias. The, uh, the creation. Listen, 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 listen. The creation looks and seeks the creator. Who's the creator? Huh? Who's the creator? Who, where does he live? Say me. Do you understand what I'm saying? There are blessings looking for you. You have a magnet, a spiritual magnet in you. That's why I say money is looking for you. Because all the wealth belongs to God. I said all the wealth belongs to God. I said all the wealth belongs to God. And would you believe you're, if you're in Jesus Christ, you're an heir of the living God? My Jesus, Lord, say that's for me. Say I'm an heir. You see, I you got to make it. Give me, give me, give me some. Let the devil know that you know and you're excited about this. Let the angels know that you know and you're excited about this because immediately your excitement based on a truth makes those demons get away from you, get away from you, and at the same time activates hosts of angels to come around you. You understand? So when I try to push you to be excited about the truth, and that excitement will mark it in your heart. Because why? My job is to make you, my job is not to, make, to teach you about God. My job is to teach you about you. Who are you and what are you now that you're a Christian? Where has God placed you? And where, what does God expect from you? You know? Because you have a mission. You have a purpose. I said you have a mission. Do you believe that? You have a purpose. And as you know this purpose, I, and what I mean 
you only need to know the purpose or need to know you have a purpose. Even if you don't know exactly what it is, just to know you have a purpose and desiring to do whatever it may be, I'm telling you, immediately blessings start looking for you. Why? Because those blessings are things that will help you accomplish your purpose. Healing will get to you because your purpose is not to be in a hospital in Tuvao. You know what I'm saying? God wants you healed. He, you, he can use your move. God wants you wealthy. That you don't have to be the whole day and every day and every week looking for the last dollars to pay your, your rent or whatever. He wants you to have enough immediately, not only for you, but to give to your neighbor. You hear what I'm saying? So he wants you wealthy because he wants to use you. He wants you knowing who you are. I said he wants you knowing who you are. That you can walk according to what you know who you are. It's very important to project who you are. You may not have a cent in your pocket, but you got to walk like you were rich. Because God, you're rich. God says you're rich. What does God say? The same way he says you're healed, he says you're rich. But I'm not rich, and you will not be rich if you continue thinking like you've been thinking up to now. So you guys that are young people, it's tremendous. Because if you start getting this, like most of us got it when we were 40 years old, 50 years old, 60 years old, etc. But when you are 15 or 20 years old, you start getting this message, you will be unstoppable in this life. I said unstoppable. Unstoppable. Pray before you take an exam. Thanking God for your test. Thank you because of the vision that God is giving you what you want to be in the future. That's God, that's the Holy Spirit drawing a picture in your heart. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. God wants you to, of course, that's for the young people and for the old people. The thing is that, of course, the older you are, the shorter time you have on this earth. Don't look at me on that tone of voice. <laughs> Jeez. You know, time is time. But we can go beyond time. Let me read this. I'm going to read this. Let me, uh, wait, wait, wait. Are you following everything I'm saying? Yes. You are more than you think you are. I mean, salud. Praise you, Jesus. You got to be ready to receive and always to learn more, apply more, to have more. You got to think different. How do I think? What is different? Think just like God thinks. But he's God. Yeah, he lives in you, man. So you're going to have to start thinking like he thinks in order for him to do things through you and to you and for you. You got it down? Okay, I got something down that I wanted to read. Let me see. This is in. Blessed be the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Master. Praise God. This is John. John 4. John 4, 35. Look at this now. Jesus says, 
Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes, and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. There are two portions here, and this is a tremendous teaching. Jesus said, say not ye, you are not saying, you are saying, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. In other words, they are looking at the harvest field, and they were not harvest yet, and they made a comment. Well, there are four more months, and then cometh the harvest. And Jesus said, behold, listen to me. He says, listen to me. I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already for the harvest. Jesus breaks time. No doubt that it was not a season for harvest. As you know, there are different harvests. There's time to sow, there's time to harvest. You ask a farmer, he will tell you clearly. He has to wait for the time correctly for the harvest. But, so that's what they said. Hey, in four months, there will be harvest. And you say, come on, listen to me now. Lift up your eyes. And look at the fields that are white. But those fields were not white. That's why they say that. They realize that there is no harvest yet. And then they say, well, the, the fields are like that because in four more months comes the harvest. You say, lift up your eyes. Jesus say, look into the supernatural. Oh, my God. Look beyond what you are seeing with your eyes. And look beyond the supernatural. And how will, how will this field look four months from now? White and ready. Well, look and see. They are already ready for your harvest. I don't know if you understand me. If you don't understand me, fine. You'll go to sleep. But if you do what Jesus is saying here, you don't have to wait the time to receive is now. The time to receive is now because we are waiting for the four months of the harvest. We know that great things are coming because we're entering the last days. And this is another thing, another teachings that I've been talk talking about this. Uh, and we realize that great things that God is going to be doing for his people. Why? Because terrible things are going to start happening out there. Great things are going to happen in here. In other words, God is going to protect and bless his people. Who are his people? Those that Jesus, he, he lives in them. All right? So, okay. So, even though you are his people, he's saying great things are already here, but we are saying great things are coming. And it's true that great things are coming. But they are coming because they already came. You understand? When you, your mentality, you have to yes, renew your mind. When your mentality is great things are coming, means that they have not come yet and they are coming. Correct? But God is saying here, lift up your eyes and look in the supernatural. It's already harvest. Even though the time has not arrived. 
Great things are coming because already have come. And that will be an addition to what is already here. But it changes your aspect totally. It changes your projection. Because it's not, I'm not waiting for something nice to happen. It has already happened. And greater things are going to be added to what already happened. The time is now. What I'm saying is that the people of God are waiting for a blessing and for a miracle. And it's already here. And it's not happening. It's not being manifested in the natural simply because you have the instrument. The instrument or the, or the tool that God has given us to transport everything that he has into the now natural is called faith. So the truth is that you already have it. But unless you put faith to it, you will have it and will not work. Because you will still be awaiting for it to come. When it's already here. Amazon already brought the package. Are you still waiting for the package to come? Hey, man, it's here. Open it up. Oh, yeah, I didn't realize it. And that's what's happening to many Christians. The spiritual Amazon has arrived already. But you have to open the package, Papa. Mama. Huh? You have to open the package. And your instrument or your tool calls faith. Faith. But you have to believe. You see, let me tell you. Let me explain. Let me explain. So you can get more. Are you following me? Yes. Tell me. Tell me. Are you following me? Yes. Say yes even though you are not saved. Just making me feel good. Yeah, say yes. Yeah, but I try, I'm doing my best. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. As I said, you are a spirit. You are not what you see, you are what you do not see. And that's the person in you that lives the day you die. That means the day you separate yourself from your, because this is a space, a space suit. Gracias. So, you receive in your inner man, because he's a spirit and God is a spirit. Everything that God will give you will be in the spiritual realm. Is your faith the one that will transport what you have received into the natural? And there will be a manifestation. But there will not be a manifestation if you have not received previously. In order to receive, you have to receive. You get it? So this is so important. You're receiving your inner man. That's why I say it's a now thing. You see, there is a, there is a space, a realm, a now, a now uh, place. Because everything of God is now. Everything of God is now. You receive now. Let me, what is this... Uh, uh, Mark eleven twenty four, please. Mark eleven twenty four, that comes after twenty three. <laughs> you got it? Oh yeah. Look, look, look. Therefore, I say unto you, 
what things soever ye desire. This is tremendous because it's not whatever you need. It's what you desire. You may desire needs to be fulfilled, but there could be other things that are not needs. That's another thing that we got to be another mentality. You think that God will give you only for your needs. No. God will give you for you to go to Spain and eat chorizo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the way it goes. He will give you your desires of your heart. Not only your needs. Jesus, God loves you, man. Oh, my God. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when you pray, that means that he's not praying at the moment. He says, when you pray, later on, tomorrow, whenever, when you pray, believe that you receive them. When? When you pray in the now realm. Huh? That, that territory, a now territory. Believe that you receive them, and yet, and ye shall have them. They shall have them is in the natural. I receive them in the spiritual, and I will have it, or see it, or feel it, touch it, when a manifestation comes. But I have to receive it first in the spirit. You have to receive everything in the spirit. So I don't know what you're expecting from God. But you continue to expect in the future that he will be doing or you will be having. You may be will having, will be waiting for it ever. You're going to have to start realizing that God lives in a territory called now. And you must enter that territory and live in that territory. Because the Bible says that the just shall live by faith. Huh? Did it say that? So then if you live by faith, you get by faith to know that you live in a now territory. Are you following me? Gracias. You must receive in your spirit. We are all learning. That doesn't mean I have arrived. But I am getting there. Because this is a fight with your mind. The renewal of your mind. Your mind thinks and will tell you, you're nuts. Come on, what is this that you receive? Your mind cannot reason, it cannot intelligently reason it out. And while your mind cannot intelligently reason it out, he thinks it's trash. That's why the mind must submit to the Spirit of God who is in you. So you have now to enter that territory and walk in that territory and... Uh, And claim it. You see, the fish came and filled the net. And you know what? Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. You got to claim it. You got Because the power of your tongue will maintain the whole thing and establish the whole thing. Because your words are the vehicle of faith. Your faith, your words transport faith. So, yes, claim it. That's very good. Very good. You got two points. You're going to give me two points. 
So that's what it is. That's what it is. That's what it is. So uh, that of the fish is tremendous, man. It's tremendous because Jesus said, throw the nets. And then you know what happened afterwards. The nets almost broke, broke because of the, the amount of fish. But Jesus said the nets, and they only throw one net. So even though they were obedient, sometimes we don't think that God can do that much. You know? When they throw the net, they knew they were going to catch something because God said it. Jesus said it. But they never thought it was going to be that amount. And I'm sure then they were thinking, hey, we should have thrown nets. But we didn't think there were going to be so many fish. That's what we think. Sometimes we think that some areas are impossible. But nothing is impossible for God. The point here, man, is the truth is that that impossibility that God can always break and make it possible, that God lives in you. So if you start living in that now territory, you're going to have to challenge the impossible. Faith feeds, feeds in the impossibilities. Wow, what a silent. I hope everybody's listening and not just sleep. Are you hungry? <laughs> Some Cuban coffee here for these people. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a tremendous thing. It's a tremendous thing. The enemy wants to steal your harvest. The enemy wants to stop you from advancing. And that's what you have to realize. You may be fooled by lies. Be careful. Be very careful with the horoscope. Be very careful with looking at the stars and uh, astrology. I said be very careful. That means that there's some of you sitting here now that look at the thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, let's see what happened. You know, I don't believe in it. I'm a Christian, but I just want to see what it is. You may, you, you may just say that, but it will influence you. It will influence you. I'm telling you, you got to be very careful. Even though you say you don't believe in it and you probably don't believe in it, you're already influenced if you get into that territory. That's a dangerous territory because it's a territory of witchcraft, which God hates. And there is a curse for those that practice witchcraft. You got it? Some of you watching me now on the, the internet, I know you don't like this, but that's good that you don't like it. You're upset at me, that's good that you're upset at me. I offended you, yes, I offended you. Yes. Gotta be, I'm gonna shake you. I'm gonna shake you. I'm not here to be a friend, I'm here to put you in the straight path. I gotta do my job. And I'm going to do my job. But sometimes it hurts. The truth hurts. You know. If I tell you, hey man, you got, you know, you cannot continue with that woman. You are married. Let go. Uh, sometimes, yeah, but what he doesn't know is that I've been with her 20 years. I don't care you've been 100 years with a woman. She's not your wife. And you're in sin. And you are, 
being an obstacle for things to come into you. You know the problem we have here big is that things are good or bad does not only come to us. We are, he's a God of generations and Satan also. He's a devil of generation. So our generation, our children are based in what we have and we do, okay? And what we receive. If we receive from God, our children will be blessed. But we are cursed because of our actions, unfortunately. I mean, they don't want to say this in the pulpit, but we look bad, you see, when we say these things. People come for see love and see ah, sweet. There's no love sweet. This is the truth. This is, to, be a, to be a good Christian is a battle. It's a battle, and we are sometimes losing the battle because of ignorance, because of being timid. Don't be timid. Timid is a, a sign of weakness. God wants you to be strong. God wants you to take a step of faith. Hallelujah. Not to be a... So when I say the Christian, raise your hand, you go, touch the sky, sky. How many Christians are here? Raise your hand. There you go, baby. There you go. You gotta be like in everything, you gotta be like that. You gotta be like that. What about abortion? Well, I think it shouldn't be, you know what I mean? I don't agree. Come on, it's a sin, you're a criminal. You are killing kids. That's what it is. No, but it's legal. Yeah. Those that make the law will also be with you in hell. <laughs> you know, they'll keep you company. They'll keep you company. This is, this is serious. We've got to be very... Now we're living in a time of aggressiveness. Aggressiveness. Things are not going to get better. There's been a... Well, let me tell you this. There is the inflation. People are going to, uh, to the market, supermarket, and they don't have enough money to buy more than they need. They are short. Gasoline is extremely expensive. They will continue to be, especially one of the areas that is not touched much, but diesel. Diesel is in the sky. The thing is that we don't talk much because most of our cars are not diesel, but the trucks that bring your food to the supermarkets are in diesel. And they, I'm talking about it could be $1,000 to fill a tank. So either they cannot do it anymore or they will raise even more the prices of your food. So we have all those things. We, oh, we have the, the border. Terrible. As a Christian, we have to take care of the needs that are in our hands. But we got to close the border. There's no country that has the borders open. No country. No country. Especially when through that border, many that are coming in are not good people. They are bringing drugs to kill our children. And it's coming in a great amount. They are even, they have captured terrorists from all the countries that come to here. So we don't know that those that have slipped in. So this is a, it's a weird thing happening, all right? Our children, they're being taught that if you're a boy, you may not be. <laughs> and we are teaching how to think and consider to be something else. So all those things have been taught. Now, 
Forget about the party. Forget about the Republican or the Democrat. This, all these things that I have numbered and others that I have not said are enough for the people to be upset. Are enough to be upset. Just by the way of, just for me, just by the thing of abortion, God is against it so much that that's enough. But talking about away from that, all the things that I have mentioned, half of the country has shown in the elections that they wanted to continue. Now, you tell me, if Satan doesn't have the eyes of the people with a veil, and uh, amazing, amazing. I thought that we all wanted to change, and uh, it's not. Even if there's a change because some of the new people in government will will try to make a change, will try to make a change, half of the country already voted, and you see the division. It's a tremendous division in this country. And this is all over the world. It's not only here. So what I mean to say is that because things are so bad, and the people, let me read the, give me Second Chronicles 14, 7. God is not happy. That's what I want to tell you. And if somebody will tell me God is happy, is stupid or is a liar. God cannot be happy. Give me Second Chronicles. Praise God. No, 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 no. That is not what I want. It's 14.7 or 7.14. Check it out. Yeah, this one. 7.14. Look what God says here. If my people which are called by my name shall humble. Humble. You know what humble means here? Acknowledge. Acknowledge your ways right now. You must acknowledge. If you're humble, you acknowledge. You can see and accept things as they are. Shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then, that then is extremely important. Because if this not the first part is not fulfilled, there's no then. Then, I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. Your country will be healed. You understand? It will not be. You got to understand that things are... This, this gives me pain, but it's the truth. Cuba, my country, is amazed how bound that country is for how many years. It's a curse on Cuba. Not by God, it's by their actions because the Ikan will not heal their land because of their wicked ways. Especially, 
especially that it's so bad that the religion, that is witchcraft, the one they're doing. Toda esa gente son brujos. So it's a situation here. God will not heal the land as long as they continue to practice that. God looks at the church as his maid. He's the husband and she's the maid. It's, a, it's, a, it's like a love, romantic love that Jesus has with the church. So when the church start going with another man, with another idol, trusting another thing, trusting a coconut, un coco atrás de la puerta, trusting, you know, you have to understand, God gets upset. He, the, the, he retrieves his hand of protection. And then you see a country that is in pain, totally, complete. It's not just politics. It's complete problem and hurt. The people that are coming now are just, they want to die in the ocean, but don't want to continue there because there's no, nothing, no illusion for anything because of the curse. Because people get away from God's heart. So, since he's not going to heal the land and he's not going to forgive the sin, he will not hear from heaven. So that means things are going to get worse. But you have been taught that you are a spiritual person. You're, and you have been taught that there are promises to you. All right? God has promised protection to your life, to your children, and to you. Psalm 91, that's, you should read that three times a day. 91.7, I believe, it says, A thousand will fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. That's heavy duty, because so many thousands are going to fall around me. That means that things are really bad. But why me? Why I'm not touched? Because I'm protected. I have. It's not just because said I'm going to be protected. It's that I believe what God has said. Because if I don't believe what God has said, the, the box of Amazon came, but I haven't opened, and I didn't know it was here. So it doesn't matter what you have if you don't know you have it. And you don't open the box. You, you got me? So, we don't want nothing to happen, but we cannot stop what's going to happen. Because God has his agenda. And it's already established that whatsoever someone soweth, he will also reap. He's giving opportunities to pluck out that seed. Because he loves you so much, he doesn't want you to be hurt. So then he gives you opportunity like that. And he tells you, pray this and that. I will hear from heaven. I will heal your land. Even though you've done a bunch of things, you know. But, since we don't hear, and when I mean we, it's not me, it's we as people. Things are coming. But then the church is going to be protected. You and your children will be protected. So you will not walk in fear. 
you will be in pain not because of you you will be in pain because of others you will cry not because of you your tears will fall because of others but you know that you and your children are protected because God said so and you as a Christian you have believed the Jesus that lives in you 